0: feel it coming in the air, yeah. and the screams from everywhere, yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill, ready. it's a
1: dangerous Stop. love affair, can't be scared when nickels down, got a problem, tell me Stop. now, only thing that's on my mind, is who on this town yeah. tonight. Hey, welcome into the Kwame Lassiter Sports Talk Show, we are live in studio. Take two. Take two. Day two <laughs> of, of week. Uh, day second day of the week. <laughs> Demery Lachey is here in studio. The guy, Mister Mister Kurt, is in the building as well.
2: You know, I've I've got to do my best here, even though, <laughs> even though I'm, I'm not sure who's the other guy that's normally here. It's, it's another guy. He, he shall What's be his name. He, he's actually on the line right now. Uh,
1: really, t- Kwame Lasseter. Who's that dude? He's. He, he, he's another
0: guy. He's the other guy. <laughs> I don't know who you guys, but i I do my best. So. I, I need to just come in for 30 minutes.
2: Well, that would be awfully good of you. Well, that's all we need. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs>
0: well, that, that was my plan, but when I'm, I'm leaving the school, so by the time I get there, we'll be. You guys be on second break, probably.
2: Uh, all well, right, that's true.
1: So we got it in the triple threat. is The team is in the building. 888-346-9144 is the number to call in. Join us on the show at any time, Monday through Friday, Except for Wednesday, tomorrow's the day off, so it's a beginning early Friday for us. Um, ooh, ooh, who knew that?
2: Hey, is anybody else bothered by that intro and all the verbiage saying that these opinions and ideas are not necessarily held by the uh, network? I mean, if they don't agree with what we have to say, then they're wrong. That's all I got to say. Yeah? Yeah, yeah.
0: I, um, when I first heard that, I laughed, man. That was funny. <laughs> they don't want to take liability for having a great show, but when it's going great, they take all the credit.
2: I see that, yeah, but that, that just bothered me a little bit. Just gonna say, I
1: think today would be a, a, a hater, a hater Tuesday. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of news that hit the stream. Uh, RG three saga continues. Uh, Rex Ryan finally names a quarterback, and for the Buffalo Bills, college football is about to kick off. Huge weekend. Some um, Vegas alert upsets in the building started off as well. Uh, fantasy football is kicking off. It's it's around that draft week, you know or a lot of leagues are starting to get drafted, um, you know, a lot of chances being taken, and even the final rosters are not even made yet, so yeah. be careful on who you choose, but we're going to kick things off. I mean, we started off, uh, before the show kicked off, talking RG3 and how the saga continues. Um, Kirk Cousins, as we know of, Gruden, Coach Gruden, uh, named Kirk Cousins starting quarterback for the Washington Redskins. Um I do agree with this um, because we all know, well, me and Kurt, I know we talked about it uh, before we got on the air is, you know, Gruden, we feel like he's on his way out the door. And my take on this is you got a healthy Kirk Cousins. Him and RG3 been in the system at the same exact time, got drafted the same year. Kirk Cousins Cousins is a little bit healthier than RG3. RG3 took some shots, took some hits in preseason. And he's never been healthy since uh, that playoff game of his rookie year. But he felt like he was Superman that whole rookie year, and then the playoffs came, and he tried to play on a half leg. And um, he hasn't been healthy since. So I think it's a good time to pull it and go with Kirk Cousins.
2: Well, you know, I think it's an interesting take. I think you have to name a starting quarterback, and you've got to get the locker room behind whoever that is, I guess. Having said that, Kwame, what does this do to a locker room when you've got – I mean, you had had, – Gosh, who came out? Was it Hall came out yesterday and, and just said no comment mm-hmm. about the starting quarterback? How does that impact a locker room when you've got that kind of That's divisive? Easily, yeah.
0: that, is, that is easily uh, four games that you're going to lose because then you got to fix the locker room. But the locker room should always be a safe haven. It should always be a place where you can go and comp, have some camaraderie with guys. The coaches shouldn't mess that up. That's why I'm not, I'm not, I don't agree when coaches name a quarterback the week of the, um, when you know who it is. But for public reasons and interview reasons, you don't want to deal with the questions that comes with who your quarterback is. I have a problem with that because you're messing up the locker room, the chemistry. Now, you might have told your teammate who, the, who, the, who that is, but then they have to answer questions to the reporters when they already know the answer that you don't want to give the answer to for you, the head coach you have. It messes up the locker room, in my opinion, when guys say they have no comment because obviously something was said in the locker room or within, within the seen they don't ask questions about the quarterback situation, Now, you can't ask to do that because it's not your coach's team. It's the it's the guys on the field, the guys at the locker room. That's what team it is. All coaches are, are managers. Manage the team. Keep my guys out of trouble. I them ready to play football on a weekend.
1: So you think it's so it? a
0: terrible decision? I don't agree with it because what's going to happen when Kirk Cousins starts doing what he does? that? when Kirk Cousins come in under no pressure, he's a good quarterback because he knows he's not the starting quarterback. But when you decide the quarterback, you got to be a leader now. It's not just, so let out out, take make this check call. you got to be a leader. Those guys got to go through a wall for you. We don't see what happens
1: with John Gruden and his tenure there. Yeah. Well, here, here's my take on it. I just, I, I don't know if the players on the team in the locker room, I don't think they see it the same way we do, obviously. Uh, we're outside looking in. But at the same time, they they watch TV. They see... The way RG3 speaks to the media, how he talks. I mean, his maturity level is just not there as a starting quarterback, in my opinion. I mean, does he have talent? Of course he does. Of course you'd like to see him, you know, uh, light up the field, bring his athleticism, you know, to the table. That that makes the Redskins so much more dynamic. But if, you know, if you're stuck in a bad situation, you're trying to sit in the pocket and you're just not a pocket quarterback, you have nobody to throw the ball, you know, underneath to. I don't think Pierre Garçon is an underneath type of receiver. You know D- Deshaun Jackson is a deep threat uh, 24-7. Pierre Garçon is a deep threat as well. That's where he got his name, you know, playing his days in Indianapolis and, you know, transferring it over to Washington. He's a deep threat as well. So who do you have to throw the ball to underneath? You lose your your tight end, Fred Davis, and, you know, what do you have? Look at the pieces that you do have. So it's not necessarily RG3's fault, but maybe this is a system that's, uh, that Kirk Cousins can thrive in. I mean, RG three is just not working out. I know we talked about it yesterday. Other places, you know, Kirk that he could fit into and uh, other schemes he can fit in. I don't think he's done, but this this era is in Washington's done. I think, that, I think done. it's
0: the quarterback fault. I'm not the quarterback. RG three. I agree one hundred percent. Interviewing skills are, are, are terrible. I think Shanahan's has something to do with that. But everybody needs a PR person. I have to carry. I'll turn. I'll turn to PR person. That's why you always say the right thing. So
1: <laughs> you, you look
0: at you look at what Archie do not have and the talent he does possess. Now we know his interviewing skills could uh, divide a locker room. He needs to know what to say and what not to say. That's because we've seen so many great quarterbacks say the right things, like Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, and those guys, even through losses. But they didn't have Shanahan. Also, also. If I'm the offensive coordinator, I don't care what talent I have. I'm going to make it work. I'm going to call certain plays where you're going to be successful. Hey, I'm going to dare you to stop it because ultimately, with 22 guys on the field, football is a one-on-one battle. It's mm-hmm. one-on-one yep. battle with all those guys on the field. Beat the man in front of you. If I got a defense, and I, and I truly believe this, with my defense I coach and train these guys on or play them, I can tell the offense, this is the defense we're in, and then try to beat us. Because mm-hmm. it becomes an attitude. at that point, it becomes a will, a passion, and a desire. You're not going to beat me consistently to win a football game.
2: Well, that's a really good point. I, I think, and this is the last I'm going to say of it, though. The thing that bothers me most about what's going on with the Redskins, I do believe Kirk Cousins will probably thrive in this offense. I think it's it's a it's a quick read, quick hitting offense. Uh, It isn't blowing it up over the top where they do have the receivers that, you know, just blow the heads off. Mm -hmm. They don't have any possession receivers. And, again, I think the coach's job is to take your talent and then mold your system around your talent, not insist on the talent trying to play the way you are. And that is what's most disturbing about what I think uh, Jay Gruden is doing now is he's taking RG3 and forcing him to be a pocket passer and you watch him he stands back there like a mountain now Mm -hmm. and that's just not him and you aren't giving him the ability to leverage his talents the way that they should and as a result the Redskins need to just cut him they need to just cut him and let him go Mm -hmm. because if they keep him this season I mean you've, you've literally put him in purgatory uh, for the rest right. of the NFL, and mm-hmm. I, but I will agree, he needs a lot of coaching from a standpoint of this is how you need to be a leader, and this is how you act uh, in front of the media, your teammates, etc. So,
0: yeah, I'll, I'll throw this out real quick, Demry, before you go move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, this might not have anything to do with nothing, This might have nothing to do with anything. Uh, John Bruton, I mean Jay Bruton, Comes from, the, it comes from the AFC. but a lot of guys that we know play in the AFC and they come over to the NFC, something different about their game is just not the same. Mm-hmm. I've always thought the AFC was sold. The NFC was just hardcore football. Uh, but you can look at having the Super Bowls come out of the AFC over the past 10 years, which my, my, my point would not be so valid. But it might have the same reflection on the coach, but if you can play, you can play anywhere. If you can coach, you can coach anywhere. Jay Boone used to see guys and try to run the same offense that the Denver Broncos have, but he doesn't have the Denver Broncos player. He don't have a high set or any quarterback close to in his camp like a Peyton Manning, uh, a, a 65% Peyton Manning mm-hmm. will win in, in, uh, in Washington, D.C. Because ultimately, you can trust your quarterback at a, such a high level that, okay, I got the first down call. Whatever you see on third down, you make the adjustment because you my quarterback he you know his offense better than I do and it's my offense. That's when players become real talented and slow the game down. Mm-hmm. To me RG 3 wasn't able or allowed to slow the game down. Or no one taught him how to slow the game down, I should say. But that's when you gotta that's when you become that type of player and then Jake Blue coming from AFC to NFC. Whatever you can coach, you can coach. I agree percent what Kirk just said. Cut R G three and that'll save your team because I don't need to have the distractions of if cousins do something and I like cousins. Uh-huh. I'm a cousin. I said that two, three years ago. But I don't want anybody looking over their shoulder because they made one mistake. That's right.
1: nonsense. And you made you made a great, great point in talking about, you know, slowing the game for you know, slowing the game down for a guy like RG three. Now to the same point, I mean, do you blame that on the college system, this new spread offense that just took the, the millennium the millennium like just over? Um, starting with days back, you know, Boise State, you know, started off with the no-huddle offense, and you're just throwing, you know, player after player after play. And you look at the NFL quarterbacks now who are losing their jobs, per se, like a Geno Smith. When he was at West Virginia, I mean, they were running plays, you know, back-to-back-to-back to back to back like crazy. E.J. Manuel down there at Florida State, RG3. And you talk about how the NFL game needs to slow down catch up to them. Do you blame that, per se, you know, in the um, – The college atmosphere, you know, because they're so used to the spread and up-tempo and having four or five spread-out receivers who can all dominate the game at any time rather than relying on, you know, your typical NFL 2 receiver. Because I think the system that he's in is just not working for RG3. It's not built for him. He's used to being at Baylor where you have three, four, heck, seven receivers deep. And you know you can spread it out. You can get new guys in. So many more plays. Rather than the NFL, you got to trust two, three guys each and every down. Plus your old lineman, and they have to deal with you know running back. And you know uh, the NFL game does slow down. So do you look at it in the college standpoint as a development, or is it just the player itself in that position? I mean, because I, I mean yeah. you could kind of look at it as the college football. 'Cause RG three he thrived sure. in Baylor's quick, fast offense. Geno Smith looked tremendous at West Virginia.
2: Having said all I that don't know. Hey, Kwame, having said all that, we, you look at the most successful teams right now in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You look at the Patriots, you look at the Packers, you look at the Steelers, you look at Philadelphia, mm-hmm. all of them are running an up tempo offense mm-hmm. and the quarterback is in control of that offense. Mm-hmm. And you're right. They, you know, Green Bay will throw five receivers out right, there. Right. And you know, and the slowest one runs a 4-3. So yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, Jeff Janis, so I mean, to me,
0: I, I I think the difference in all those teams or oh, those teams are what's the Kurt? Quarterback. The quarterback knows exactly where he's going to the ball yeah. before he gets the ball in his hand. True. He knows exactly where he's going. And we've seen Kurt Warner do that. What was special about Kurt Warner? Except that he's smart and intelligent on the football field.
2: Yeah, accurate.
0: You need a quarterback <laughs> to go. When, I, when I'm calling the signals and I'm, and I'm surveying the field and the defense, mm-hmm. I know exactly where I'm going to. But I don't care what they ship to next. Right. Because as soon as they move, my second option is already open.
1: Right, mm-hmm.
0: and no one taught RG three that. And and to answer your question, Demry,
1: yeah,
0: I, I don't. I used to think that how to do in college because I would draft a guy to fit my system. Not that he's the best college guy, uh, the guy, best guy in college. I'm drafting you to fit my system, whether you be the sixth or the third round person. If you're a third round, you gonna come into my system, and you are gonna flourish right away because this is what you are you accustomed to running. Mm-hmm. I never understood why in high school. JB teams didn't run the same play that Varsity uh, ran. Because when you got to Varsity, that makes our team that much better, and we can run full speed. We don't have to do all this makeup work and change the system.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: everybody right. and coaches have their egos. I want to run my offense. This is what I saw on Google, so I want to run this one. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it, it, it's more so you look at the talent and see how you can implement that talent into your system instead of changing a guy totally. I mean, some guys have to adjust, but still... You try to do a full overall on me. Draft the guy to fit your system. That way, he comes in and play full speed right away.
2: Right, it's a good point. Mm-hmm. Solid point, young <laughs> Kwame. Solid point. <laughs> the other guy. We got a couple minutes before <laughs> break. <one or> two. <laughs>
1: uh, we got a couple minutes before break. Uh, you know, the Redskins. I mean, we could finish up talking, discussing them. Uh, I know, Kurt. You made a great point talking about the locker room atmosphere. Yeah. I mean, where do they go from here? You know, some guys have RG 3s back, but if Kirk Cousins come out there, you know, throwing the ball like he did uh, when he substituted in for RG three about two years ago and was winning ball games, it's the you know it's the NFC East. I think he can thrive in the NFC East. I think you know he will do well.
2: I, I'm completely with you. I truly, I do think the Redskins. I think that this decision is a is a solid decision for the team. Mm-hmm. Having said that, I still say you can't you can't keep r g three around now. you can't do that for the betterment of both r g three and the clubhouse mm-hmm. It's just not going to happen in that locker room if you've got r g just sitting there, you know it disgruntled because he isn't going to handle this well he's just not going to handle this well and I, I think he needs. He needs a new green field to work with because it's just not going to happen in, in D.C.
1: Yeah, he's an angry dude right now. He, oh God, he's yeah. probably just holding his Heisman, just shining it every day.
0: He can take his take football and go home. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> That's true. And just stop talking so much to the media. My goodness. Yeah. Just, just it's best to you know, just he's not say anything. You
0: know, you know what? I, I might have to uh, trying to analyze this on a run. You know, he comes from a military background, so he's always been a distant guy. True. But uh, well, we should have known who RJ 3 was when he said this. You know what? I think I just won a heisman. No quarterback says that. Mm-hmm. No quarterback says that. No quarterback will say I think I might have lost a heisman on that game right there. He came out and said I think I just want a heisman. Mm-hmm. Maybe we could have thought something. This is where the psychic valve comes in. I think every kid should get a psychic valve. Don't say some stupid stuff that you have no control of.
1: Mm-hmm. Only worry
0: about and talk about things you have control of and then you will make your life a season <laughs> and I don't have to make a decision
1: on your stupidity. Mm-hmm. Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk uh, we gotta take a quick break uh, after the break you know we're gonna discuss more about you know these who's all these moves being made. Who's getting cut? What's not getting cut? We also got to talk about some fantasy football. College football's ready to kick off this Saturday. Do not move that dial. Do not click on another sports channel. I'm telling you, Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk is where you want to be. And we'll be right back after the break.
0: Making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market.
1: Are you ready for a show that's all about what goes on behind the scenes and how it relates to what you see on the field? Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back into the Prime Last of Sports Talk Show. 888-346-9144 is the number to dial in. Join us on the show at any time, any given time. Please come come in and try to get with us. Demi Lachey is here in studio with Mr. Circle K. I'm, I'm going to call you Circle K. I Except like that. that I'm C. Circle C. Uh, okay, that's even better because Circle K is even taken. <laughs> so, Circle C because you keep a tight circle. And oh, that's, man. That's that's where you, well, you have
2: to be, and and Felt Keller is such a nightmare to <laughs> say anyway. So you know why why even bring it up? I yeah I shoot I should I should take another last name. That's all I know. Take
1: another last name.
2: <laughs> yeah, I need to take another last name. I don't so, know.
1: I, I I don't know. I like I like the Fert f- Keller. Felt Keller. Felt Keller. Yeah, that's what I said.
2: Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 220, 221, whatever it takes. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. So we're done with – I'm done with the Washington Redskins. I'm done. Let's, I'm not going to talk about this done. ever again. Let's be done because
1: I don't even know they, – they're done. I don't even know oh. even know where they begin at.
2: Yeah. Well, it it starts with the ownership for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at the successful organizations and how they draft, mm-hmm. and we keep talking about, you know, people who are drafting talent versus those that will fit in their system. Ooh, yes. I think you're all over the place. So you, again – you look at the Pittsburghs, the mm-hmm. uh, Green Bay Packers, the Patriots. They all have a way mm-hmm. of how they choose their players, and you find out three, four years down the line. Oh, now I see why they drafted those guys, even though mm-hmm. I don't, I didn't think that they were the best at at the time. And it it happens constantly. So,
1: Circle C, you just touched a vein that I think we discussed last week. I think I was here with Kwame, and no, it was, it was about a couple of weeks ago, and we talked about like you said, drafting certain guys. So many guys get overlooked because of their talent or what they did that day, and I can't stand it. It even trickles down to, you know, guys in high school, you know, these four-star, five-star athletes, and these guys getting over-recruited. Then they go to the programs, does something stupid. Draft, just just recruit some knuckleheads, though, at the same yeah. time. yeah. But you touch the nerve because you look at the systems, like you said, you know, New England, Green Bay, you forgot about
2: Indianapolis. Yeah, Indianapolis uh, <laughs> absolutely. No. I I agree with you. The Pittsburgh, Steelers,
1: I mean these you know, these winning football programs, it's because they do not draft exceptions. Yes. And when you draft an exception that makes you think, do you trust this guy? Can you believe he can do his job at a professional level or not? Yeah. And when you draft him just because of the talent and you know you gotta think about Johnny Manzel going out how can we treat Des Bryant by bringing gentlemen around him? If you draft an exception, you're going to keep drafting more exceptions. It's all about the culture background of each of these teams. Look at the culture of, of them. The New England Patriots, you see Gronkowski jumping on sofas, going show to show, but you know he's determined. He's not getting in trouble. You know he's you know dedicated to football. You know he's thinking about because it, when it's game time, you see the Gronk that you love in New England.
2: Such a great point that – You know what? Gronkowski is kind of an outlier Mm -hmm. because he's a different personality for the Patriots for sure. Right. Except just as you pointed out, Demery, on game day, he's there. Mm -hmm. He shows up every single Sunday Mm -hmm. and gives his best, whether they're asking him to block somebody, catch Mm -hmm. a ball, Mm -hmm. go tackle somebody. He'll do anything he needs to, to make sure that they're successful. And I'm just, this this whole thing gets me going because of you know, we just got done with the Little League World Series. Yes. And I can't stand that we show that on TV and we make these kids media stars. I can't stand that we show recruiting decisions on TV because we're blowing up the heads of these kids already when mm-hmm. they're out of control. Yeah. And and that's – maybe I'm too old school, and, and I, I'm the first one to admit that. Mm-hmm. But I don't believe you gain anything by not earning it. Mm-hmm. And I think that too often in the sports world today we coddle our athletes. We coddle these kids. I mean starting with Little League. Are you kidding me? <laughs> these little 12-year-olds mm-hmm. are being are being oh my goodness on and, and the they are the the pace of the region of the United States. Like mm-hmm. the guy was talking the coach was talking about the New England team. That just yeah. drove me nuts. Give me a break. Get it off these kids. I it just <laughs> So, obviously, it's a hot pot <laughs> spot for me, too. I,
0: I, um, I, I'm listening, and I agree, I agree with you guys. I, I had a problem with the Little League World Series being on TV for like two to three weeks. I had a problem with that because those kids are not going to get any of their money. And don't tell me, well, we're making them famous. we making them visible. Bringing the sport back. you guys, the sport is not going to be fine. The sport is going to be fine because of what other sports are doing or not doing. Those right. kids are not making any money. And if you exploit exploiting them just like you do in college, Yep. Okay. You get, an, you get a degree. Well, there's a lot of football players that have degrees, but they don't have education. Right. Give them the education. Let them go out there and get their degree. But don't mm-hmm. explore them when you're making millions of dollars and then be going to the college and professional level. Billions of dollars. Right. So I think, now, I always think on the run when I do my best thinking. Any right. athlete that makes $6 million or more in a contract has to put a $1 million in his community. And these kids will be fine, and they can see this guy coming back, doing whatever he's doing. And they might not ever make $6 million, but they will put back in their community, and the communities will get better. Then the kids will get better. Then you want not have these idiots on TV doing what they're doing. Uh, now someone's going to make mistakes, but they're going to be honest mistakes. It's not going to be like I had an intent to do it. Right. So it's okay to have some mistakes growing up, whether you're a little World Series kid or an NFL guy. But mm-hmm. there's some difference between I got an intent to do this. I got an honest mistake. You got an idiot over in uh, UCLA, damn near good, real good, got a great opportunity, He decided like, he wanna rob somebody mm-hmm. rob something. Where where do you get that thought? You in college, where do you get a thought process? I'm gonna rob somebody. I know the if we don't have no money in college, you're UCLA, you're in Pasadena. Or what could be better than that?
1: Right, and, I mean, he's he's probably in an environment that he's some you know some that he's not used to being around. I'm not I'm not taking his back on anything. I I think robbery is is, is silly, especially like I agree with you being in UCLA Pasadena. What do you? Why even your attention's even thinking that way? But like it's like it all starts off. You know his culture, his background. You don't know you know where this guy coming from, and like you said, it's a great deal where you got to go back, get back to your environment, make it grow. Um, because that's that's what sets the tone for the future. Have a kid grow up, you know, different than wh- how the way you did in the same streets that you grew up in or wherever you're from, you know. I know guys from Pasadena, California who go elsewhere answer and rob quick? people. <laughs> Can I
0: interrupt real quick?
1: Go ahead. Yep.
0: You got. You grow up in a family, and there, there's three kids. You got two other siblings, maybe three other siblings.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You have the same mom and dad. Two kids come out great, according to society, great, good. One or two of those other kids might be coming out being a dentist-to-dentist, a disruptive. But how do you explain that? I know we come from all different backgrounds, different neighborhoods, different areas. Mm -hmm. I come from Newport, News, Virginia. They call my place Bad News, Virginia for a lot of reasons because a lot of bad athletes, bad meaning good, Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of Neanderthals come out of there also. But Mm -hmm. I wouldn't trade it in for the world, It's just that. You'd use that opportunity to learn and grow, because I saw all those guys I thought were going on pro. I didn't even think college, because we used to watch pro all the time. Right. But I'm like, these guys, that's a great opportunity to go to college for free, because that's all I thought. I said, they were that good. Yeah. But we come from the same place. Who lets us slip through the cracks, become a nuisance, or not fulfill our potential? Mhm. I grow in the same house with my brother, who's 10 times better athlete than me, I know some things are timing, I know some things are timing and depending on you know how you grow up, but we grew up in the same house. I'm not putting my brother down, but I'm just saying mm-hmm. the area where you grow up, the neighborhood you grew up, okay, but somebody got to take control of that. That goes back to if you had a contract that's six million dollars a more, you put a million dollars in your contract, and in twenty years you watch the you watch the pulse of this world, you watch the pulse of this community, your state, you watch the pulse of this world change athletics Now there's no problem with giving a, an athlete who I don't have to cuddle to do the right things, so I don't have to put the handlers around mm-hmm. to do the right thing as a grown man. I got to put two other grown men around you so you stay out of trouble. Then I know how to do that because now I know I'm putting my money in great hands. I know my, my uh, return on investment is, is in good hands mm-hmm. because the has changed. The mentality has changed. Psych is being done.
2: Well, I think that that you're really hitting on another point that I know that Demery and I both agree on, that it is it is so much about the development of people that make them successful. When you develop as a person, you're going to become more successful in your trade, no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. And if you come into it that way and you look, you know, you look to improve yourself every day. I mean, none of us have arrived. None of us have arrived. No. And the second you start thinking you have now, now you've lost your way, mm-hmm. and you've got to get back on the path because you have not arrived. Oh, Agree. And, and those – we're going to be slapped in the face if if we get into that kind of attitude thinking, hey, I'm here. I'm the man. And mm-hmm. I mean, there is always, always somebody better than you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we talk about professional sports. One, it's point zero, 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 .0001 odd percent to have the athletic ability to compete. Now multiply that by ten for the political scenarios that all surround mm-hmm. your your opportunities. I mean, you look at Kurt Warner. I mean, how many teams was he cut from? Yes, several. You know, several. Several. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, so you just you never know what you have until you find out what's on the inside of the people, and we need to pay more attention to that and and focus on that from a very early age. All we do now is coddle everything. Right. When you give everything. To somebody, they will not understand what it takes to earn that role. Mm-hmm. And,
0: and somebody can easily come along and manipulate them to doing something that they know they wouldn't have done.
2: Absolutely.
0: If, if somebody they love and trust was around them. Yep. But they thought it was okay to do it at that moment.
1: Right. No, and all that. If uh, I'm uh,
0: taking something away from me that I've earned, that I know I've earned,
1: Shit, oh,
2: that's going to be a problem. Absolutely. And that's not, it's not going to happen. It, it not, you will not have anything taken away from you. If you've earned it, mm-hmm. you're not going to let anybody take that away from you. It just no. isn't going to happen. But we don't teach that. Exactly. We coddle. We, we coddle. Right. We mm-hmm. coddle. I will say my generation has ruined the kids' generation. So Demery, I've ruined his de- generation. God damn it, Kirk. Come on. I know. It's my fault. Well. <laughs> but But, I mean, seriously, my generation we have given and given and given <laughs> to our kids instead of – Hey, okay. So you need that new baseball glove. I'm going to give you an opportunity to earn the money instead of going out and buying it because you want them to have the very best. Right. Your intentions are right. Your execution is flawed. Mm-hmm. And that's I blame that on my generation. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far with it. I think it's to the standpoint
1: of well, because you're too young.
2: You don't understand yet. <laughs>
1: I blame it on a lot of TV. I'm gonna walk out. I'm gonna walk outside right
2: now. <laughs> Demery's gonna walk over here and he buy he me just, one. He just treated me.
1: Uh, <laughs> I think I'm gonna walk outside, take a walk. No, but I, I mean, I, I agree. But at the same time, I mean, you know, you all, as an older generation, you all got into the level through hard work, and you know, nothing was really given down to you all as spoiled as my generation is with yeah. technology, and everybody can afford it. And beforehand, no one. You know, that's yeah. unheard of to have Apple in your home, period. No matter if you have a computer or you know, what the detail may be about it. But um it's it's kinda like I like to I'm more of a person I like to give it because I want the best out of you but understand how I got this. Let me teach yeah. you about this. And I, I I believe that's the best part of an older generation or anywhere. You know, you talk we're talking sports, sports talk. Um going back to their community, teaching them this is the steps that I took to get here. Now, yeah, I'm from the same area, but I had an individual that influenced me. Now, this guy, he's he's older now, but this is my intentions. I, I learned this from him, so I can pass this on. And if you're, you know, if you're really about it, if you really want to do the deal, you know, the way um, that I've got to not really arrive, but just had the mindset of not giving up. Then here's what I can pass on to you, and that's what I love, you know, about um, you know successful coaches the Patriots they, they pass it on along the yeah. Indianapolis Colts the Steelers used, they've been doing this for years this right. is the 70s 60s and yeah. Packers have been doing this since day one they have passed it on throughout the organization
2: well I, I'm i impressed with your your attitude about it and I think that you are unlike <laughs> much of the rest of your generation which is a me generation it's yeah, not,
1: it is. <laughs> it's, not
2: a, it's not a what can I do for others it's mm-hmm. not how can I enable others it is I'm gonna get mine. I mean, that's right, I, I constantly right. hear that. I'm gonna get mine. What the hell does that even mean? Blame Shaq and Kobe. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Blame Shaq and Kobe. It's yeah,
0: a selfish man. There's not too many <laughs> selfish people around. Like, like everybody I hang with, I, I, I guess I'm like them, and they're like me. We're not about. Okay, I got mine. Uh, you need. You guys got. You guys got your chores. This is yeah. how I did it. Now I'm gonna show you how I did it because you. Can, how I, how I do things because you're going to be whooping when I do it. I'm I saying this a lot of times. If everybody, if you're the only one with some things or some values in your in your surroundings, then you've done something wrong. Everybody should have what you have or, or, or at least on their way to accumulate it. No, you should not be the only one with some success and the people you choose to hang around with. I don't hang around with a lot of people but the people I do, I know they're doing something or they're going to do something. But you can see not just the potential, but the bigness of how they how they trade themselves and how people respond to them. Mm-hmm. You can see that, and what they're about to do in life is going to be bigger than what you've probably done. But they're around you, and they, they feed off the success. Because the story I got when I came in, if you want to be a millionaire, and at that point, you're like, who doesn't want to be a millionaire? But a lot right. of stuff mm-hmm. comes in nonsense. <laughs> Take a millionaire or a successful person, and it doesn't have to be a millionaire, but a very successful person. Out to lunch. Watch them up. Don't talk about their money. Mm-hmm. Don't talk about what they're doing. Just watch how they carry themselves. Watch how they handle business. Watch how people respond to them when they're in certain places. Mm-hmm. That's how you become successful. Not, i got to get mine and mm-hmm. make this type of money so I can do this. Now, money has a value and it has a place. You have to have it because of the world we live in. But when they can take that away from you, what did you have then? Because at the end of the day, we go back to, well, I got my word. You can believe that. You can trust that. I got my word, but your people around you should have what you have will be accumulating to that point.
2: Right. I agree. <laughs> well, well said, young Lassiter. Well said. The other guy. He, he makes sense, you know.
1: Every now wants, and then you know? he's got a pearl. He's got a pearl.
0: It, it takes well, it a I'm while. i hey. from a teleprompter. Soul. hey, well, you know,
2: that that's good, and and I put a lot of work into that, so I'm glad that you're reading it. But you know, you you bring up a great point. You know, you don't find pearls on the beach. Walking on the beach, you got to go dive for them.
1: Yeah.
2: So you, you got to go
1: diving, baby. You got to go diving.
2: DC diving. Absolutely. Sheesh. No, I, I get it. A uh, couple
1: minutes before break. In our last segment, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, we're going we're gonna to bring up some more sports, but I think we all hit on some great subjects about, you know, the whole aspect of the culture and where we are now and just the room to grow. I mean, these two gentlemen, uh, Kwame and Mr. Kurt. I mean, you know, they hit it on full cylinder. So, we're going to discuss more sports in the last segment. Please do not touch the dial. Don't move on from this. It's great sports talk. Demi Lachey, Kwame Lasseter, Mr. Kurt in the building. Uh, we got one more segment coming up. You listen to the Kwame Lassiter Sports Talk Show, and we'll be right back.
0: Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America
1: Sports. Yeah, Spider Man and Freezing Full Effect. Uh You ready, Ron? I'm ready. You ready, Dave? I'm ready, Snake. Are you? Oh, yeah. Take it
2: down. Girl, I must warn you. Warn you. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back in. Call me
1: last. Sports Talk Show. Last segment in the building. 888 346 9144 is the call in. Demi Lauchay. Kurt is in, the, is in the building. Circle K, Kwame's on the line as well. Uh, last segment coming in. We're going to discuss a little bit about Kwame's favorite running back in the NFL right now. Well, right now he's not in the NFL technically, <laughs> but he's a new free agent. Oakland Raiders cut uh, running back, third former third overall pick uh, to the Cleveland Browns, Mr. Trent Richardson. Man, I don't know where this guy goes from They just gave him six hundred thousand dollars guarantee. Six hundred thousand dollars guarantee, and this guy didn't even make it through camp.
2: Yeah. So how much? How much has he made as a professional? How many millions of dollars has he made as a professional? And then let's talk about his productivity. You know what we we can we can go
1: find that, but. Before that, how many draft picks have this guy oh. stolen away from other teams? <laughs> I mean, the Colts—they gave the Cleveland everything.
2: Yeah, they yeah. they gave up everything to get this running back, and he was only in Cleveland for one year. Yes, and it wasn't like he had an impressive <laughs> year. No, I mean, I mean,
1: he ran for nine hundred yards, but it's like he's a rookie. You give this guy away y'all so start, quick? I'll stop hating on
2: him. Well, all right. So oh, wait a here second. Nine hundred yards in sixteen games. Let's let's do the math there. So he's he's averaging sixty yards a game. Woohoo! So what? I'm sorry, that isn't a lot of talent as far as I'm concerned. I don't, you know, this. That's a great. That's a
0: great um, contract right there. He be good.
2: Well, that yeah, 60 yards
0: he's, a game, and yeah. getting all that money.
2: Yeah, he's he's gotten a lot of money for doing nothing. Absolutely right. nothing. I mean, I, I don't even. I, I don't know. I, I I'll tell you what. I was very concerned when Green Bay drafted Eddie Lacy that he was going to turn out to be a Trent Richardson.
0: Eddie Lacy bowling over there. He
2: oh is. yeah. Oh no. Eddie Lacy's. But Eddie Lacy's got it figured out. I I think you know he came in with a chip on his shoulder after dropping in the second Trust round. A key
0: word. Trent, you hit the nail on the head again, for the second time in three months. <laughs> Look, he got figure it figured out. These guys don't understand. Think about all of us when we were in high school. We, we got to figure it out probably, uh, sophomore, junior year, we became that guy. And you felt like you knew the game. You went to college, you had to start over. Yep. These guys are the pros, think. I've, I've heard and seen a lot of guys who thought, man, I should be playing in front of this guy. I said, no, you know what? You're quicker, faster, and stronger than this guy. But you're not smarter than him. You're right. a cultural game trying to be a me guy. Mm-hmm. you got to learn the game. you got to figure it out. Play with a calm mind and slow the game down in your head so everybody is moving slow but you. They all figured
2: it out, but that comes from preparation, and it comes from work, and that comes from yes. work ethic. And I think it's, I think it's significantly lacking in today's world. So it doesn't. It's not that difficult to differentiate yourself these days.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, in, in three years,
0: you got to want to be successful.
2: In, yeah, in three years. Now, this
1: is not guarantee over his salary. Three years, this guy's collected thirteen point three. No, four years, thirteen point three million dollars. Wow! Since he's been
2: in the NFL, wow, and ain't cracked the what a thousand in the season yet? Because <laughs> a thousand yards would require you to average seventy yards a game.
1: <laughs> so, oh my goodness, Trent Richardson! What in the world? Oh. I was a huge fan. You know, Mark Ingram, Eddie Lacy, yeah. Trent Richardson. I mean, the list goes on, and these Alabama backfield since the Nick Saban era, and I thought he was the one. Yeah, you know, he just had everything at Alabama
2: or in the O line. I guess you can
1: say. <laughs>
2: you know, it comes down to again. You look at these great organizations. The first thing that they don't draft is dumb, and yes, and uh, I think all the athletic ability in the world is not going to guarantee you a starting position in the NFL. You've got to have the total package of the uh, the mental capabilities and everything else, and mm-hmm. and that's what I think it, it takes. And right now we're we're seeing some fallout from that. Mm-hmm. I think um, again, he, he, that's why I, you know Snyder drafts for the Redskins. He drafts like a fan. Mm-hmm. You know he well RG three. He was the Heisman Trophy winner and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, okay, great. Yeah. Except now you got your fifth round quarterback starting instead of your first round. <laughs> right. That you gave seven draft choices away for.
1: Same draft class. Andrew Love, Yeah. RG
2: three yeah. and
1: Trent Richardson. Oh, my God. I I mean, it's like, come on. Like, number three
2: overall picks Those are the
1: top three picks right Those are the top three Heisman candidates. They were the top three overall draft picks during the draft time. And only one of them is
2: is holding it down. So is is Trent Richardson or running backs in general overrated?
1: Taking them at number three overall? You know, I I look at – You made that comment. A lot of running backs do not go in that top 10, heck, even the first round nowadays. Right. Um, It is a risk. But I'm thinking about like Melvin Gordon, these guys who went the first round, Todd Gurley. And I look at where Trent Richardson was coming out of college, and I still believe Trent Richardson was better than these guys. But at the same time, he was there for, what, three years at Alabama? Three, four years? Right. Time after time, they are known to run the football, take a lot of hits, get a lot of banged up. Yeah, it is taking a risk for him drafting him at number three too early, especially in the Cleveland organization that was just blown up at the yeah. time. Um, so yeah, I think taking him, taking any running back is still a risk to me
2: so early. You know, you brought up a great point, Melvin Gordon and uh, and Todd Gurley. When you listen to those guys talk, though, I, I see I see a hunger and a humbleness in both of those two. Yes, those guys. Yes, and 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 you can tell that they're both very smart too. Mm-hmm. Um I think I think they're both going to have a great deal of success at mm-hmm. this level because I think that they're they are they know that they're going to work their butts off and be successful. Mm-hmm. Um I I don't think even though that they were drafted in the first round this year, I don't think they act like first round draft picks to me. Mm-hmm. And I you know this is this is I I haven't heard enough from either one of them frankly, but but the small bits and pieces that I have, they got it. I think those two Kids got it right. Mm -hmm. So I seen Ty Gurley throw a Dallas
1: Cowboy O lineman when that big brawl happened a couple weeks ago. (laughs) Ty Gurley was in the middle of that throwing (laughs) like you just got off a torn ACL. Yeah, but like you said, he has that that extra itch and that a lot of running backs don't have from day one. So yeah, I agree with that. Um, Even the guy Amir Abdul, all the way in uh, coming out of Nebraska, who's you know balling in uh, Detroit right now. I picked him up on my
2: fantasy, by the way. So, <laughs> how do you? Okay, so Kwame, are you a fantasy player?
0: I became one
2: <clears throat> last year.
0: It's kind of fun. It made me. It made me follow fell football up. a lot thorough, more thoroughly
1: than I would have. Yeah. Uh, in the past, he fell in love with it. He yeah, talked about it every day.
2: <laughs> see, I, I used to play fantasy football, and I can't do it because. I don't feel like I can be a fan the way I want to be a fan for my team because I'm more concerned about the individuals doing well than I care about my team doing well. So I had to stop playing it because it just you know I I was too worried about, you know, this is okay that this guy's doing okay but this team's losing and I I just felt like it took away my Pure enjoyment as a fan. Mm-hmm. It took it completely out of it, and I was I was too interested in in the individuals. You so. must have had
1: some money involved. I, I see where you're coming from. Yeah. That is true. Hey, he, hey, he, called I, me. I he must have had some money involved to his because my, my free <laughs> leagues. I'm okay with my team. I'm okay with watching my team on Sunday
2: and these individuals. I'm not doing
0: anything for free. Let me tell
2: you. Don't be you picking do on some me. The money now. involved with that. Don't be picking on me. But
0: but I and that fantasy stuff, man. It made me not. Like, I did not
1: care who won along with my fantasy team won. I think it does a great job keeping, you know, intrigued of all the games each and every Sunday. Because once you lock in on your team, that's all you know. It's just your team, how your team is doing. It made me a bigger fan of the game overall. Yeah. Um it maybe pay attention to, you know, the Raiders and the and the Buccaneers. Like, why would I care? That's true. But at the same time, like I was <laughs> it had me intrigued. I watched the highlights. <laughs> All right, how did my guy do? What's his stats? It did it, it, it you know, it just helped me grow. Like, I yeah. don't know. Um See, no, I didn't get the money involved, so that's probably a whole nother level. Um, <laughs> no loyalty. That's not my level yet. Uh, <laughs> no loyalty,
2: you millennial. Sheesh. <laughs> it's just not my level yet, you know.
1: Um Speaking of uh money and millennials, um the NBA. Uh Michael Kid Girl just signed a new contract. Um this guy has only been in league for about three years now. And what is he? Seventeen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like seventeen, isn't he? I don't think he can get in the clubs yet. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> but i it, it's I think it's a the impact, um, you look at like what Russell Wilson did with signing his contract while he's young, while he's Not even in his prime yet, but going to be in his prime. Is is this the new era of pay these guys before they get to the prime? Is this what sports is transitioning to? Because Michael K. Gilchrist, I mean, he made a great point. He was like, why not? Why not now? Why not pay for me now? Don't give me money like Kobe money when I'm, you know, on my way out the door. Then give me 20 some million dollars guaranteed. Just I'll take it now while I'm young, while I'm healthy. You know, then in the end, you know, it is what it is. I think it's a great deal, but how is this going to transition for the veterans in the leagues? And, you know, because Michael Kidd, he I, did this for Charlotte or, yeah, yeah for the yeah. Hornets.
2: It's, it's a young league, and it's getting younger. It is. It is. It's getting younger. Mm-hmm. And we draft on potential. We don't draft on results. We pay on potential. We don't pay on results. And when we do, we get caught up in the Kobe situation who frankly doesn't show me an awful lot by him sitting back and allowing himself to be paid $30 million where he's crippled the franchise <laughs> to actually bring in other players to help him. Yes. Don't even get me started on that. Yeah. But there's a, I, you know, I, I'm, I think that we do nothing more than just pay on potential, unfortunately. And some of that's going to be realized and some of it's not, it's all a crapshoot, And I think that it kind of goes back to that original thing. If, if, Gilchrist is the kind of guy that as a person I want on my team mm-hmm. that I'm gonna pay him the money. I'm not worried about the money going to waste then. Mm-hmm. But if it's all about the money, I I just I just don't know if we're paying enough attention to doing human capital analytics on these athletes to understand if they're the fiber of what we want. Right. So
1: we're paying these guys now, I think it's you know. It's insane. It's, it's a young league. I like the you know the point that you made. It, it is. It's 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 only going to get younger. And yeah, it's crazy. Um, so doing the due diligence of paying these guys younger. I mean, Anthony Davis just signed a mega deal. He's what twenty one, twenty two
2: years old. But he's done something. Yes. I mean, Anthony Davis to me, he, he took over that franchise. Well, and there you want to talk about the total package. Mm-hmm. There is another total package guy who has not only the talent but but the intestinal fortitude to support his community and do the things that he needs to do for his community. Mm-hmm. He gets it. Mm-hmm. He gets it. Gilchrist I I haven't seen anything from him. I haven't, you know. Anthony may be <laughs> he may be the he is the best player to me in basketball today. Mm-hmm. The most versatile. He's in a small market unfortunately, and that's why you don't hear enough about him, that's but fine. his talent still comes through. Stay in
1: a small market. Stay look at San Antonio. Stay yeah. in a small market. Get paid.
2: Uh, lead that franchise. Uh, Does Gilchrist deserve the money? What do you think? I mean, I what's mean, your thoughts? He,
1: he has his role on his team, in which he's known for being a great defender. Michael Jordan can't find anyone else to defend in Charlotte yeah. besides Michael <laughs> Kidd, true. Gilchrist. Uh, you, you took a risk on this guy while he was young, 18, 17 years old, right. coming into the NBA. Yeah, he's not going to... It's rare that you see a kid come out 18, 19, and just take over the league like Anthony Davis, who makes an impact. So giving him this con, this new contract, give him some time to get to about the age 24, 25, 26, see where it's at, and then be done with it. Give him time to grow. He, I think he still can make an impact mm-hmm. for Charlotte. I was a huge fan of Michael Gilchrist at Kentucky. Yeah, I think he was a, 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 a huge piece to their success besides Anthony Davis, of course. Right. But, I th- you know, you just give it time. Who who knows? I think, yeah, does he deserve it? Maybe. Maybe. He's young. Maybe he does deserve it for now. For now he does. Uh, LeBron James came out with a comment saying um, he's not chasing no more MVPs or he's not thinking about MVPs anymore. Um, I think that's a great deal on his part. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious. He's already stated I'm the greatest player in the NBA right now. Um, We all know that. I'm not going to argue with that um but now you know he he's focused on championships on his yeah. team i think and developing doing the things that he has to do and staying healthy to drive the success and also he's a huge businessman at the end of the day
2: Ah, uh, demry wise grasshopper <laughs> brings it full circle <laughs> brings it full circle for he's, us he's, telling us that LeBron actually gets it too. He, he I mean, does. he he has always yes. gotten it. LeBron has always gotten it that it's team first in championships, it's not MVPs and scoring titles. Yes,
1: but then he did get a little hungry and was like, "Hey, I got to win some MVPs." You know,
2: he was I I think it was inevitable though with all his talent. And I mean, he he is he's Magic Johnson in just a just Terribly athletic, though. Mm-hmm. Where Magic mm-hmm. Johnson wasn't the greatest athlete in the no. world. I mean, he, he could jump over a dollar bill, maybe even two. <laughs> but, uh, you know, LeBron James does all the same things that Magic Johnson did, has the same kind of heart, but just has the athleticism that's off the hook. I mean, he, he's, he's a freak of nature. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, Real yeah. quick, uh, Tyrod Taylor, how do you think he's going to do in Buffalo?
2: I want him to succeed. I like him. Me too. In fact, I love him. I think that selection's (laughs) great. I do. I got a man crush on Tyra Taylor.
1: (laughs) What do you have it? Kurt Kurt brought it to the table. not afraid. took his shirt off. Uh, Unfortunately, we got to get out of here. It is Tuesday. Taco Tuesday, whatever you want to do on this Tuesday. Uh, Get out. Enjoy the weather. Uh, We will be back in studio Thursday. Thank you for tuning in. Demi Lachey, Mr. Kurt. Kwame Lassiter, we are signing off and we will catch you all Thursday. You listen to the Kwame Lassiter Sports Talk Show and we are out. We out.
2: Thanks for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific time for another edition of Kwame Lassiter Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.